Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CFB Bros if you don't already. But let's get right into the episode here. Ryan, what is our question number? What? What? 26 of our previous yeah. season. Wow. I'm, I'm losing track. track. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, which X factors could affect the Big 12 championship race? Okay, so each of us has come up with three X factors, and I will go first here. And it is the Oklahoma running game, which might sound crazy because, of course, it's going to be good. I mean, last year it was it was good, but it wasn't elite and like otherworldly like it usually is. The success rate and explosiveness were significantly down from previous years, and they do lose Creed Humphrey and Adrian Ely off the O-line to the NFL now, they look to have solid replacements for them. Uh, in particular, they added a transfer from Tennessee, Wanya Morris, former five-star recruit. So hopefully, uh, you know, they can actually take a step forward with the, the experience they have coming back. And I think maybe the key to this is that they get Kennedy Brooks back from injury, or not from injury, but from uh, opt-out last year at running back. And then Eric Gray, another transfer from Tennessee, who's <laughs> apparently really impressed uh, the the Oklahoma coaching staff and could be maybe be used more as a receiver than than Brooks. So, um, and the reason I say it's next factor is if their running game is is operating at that level like it 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 used to just before last year, and you combine that with you know a defense that we think is pretty good, then they are a massive massive favorite in the Big Twelve. So. We'll see what happens there. No doubt. Okay, so my first X factor is the Texas pass defense. So when you just look on the field, the defense really might be what ended up costing Tom Herman his job because the offense was was plenty good. So And as we laid out in our Texas preview episode, we all like the hire of Pete Kwiatkowski as defensive coordinator from Washington and Boise State before that. He needs, though, to find more of a pass rush because the pass defense has been part of the problem. They were 115th in sack rate last last season, 108th in the nation in pass yards allowed per game. They lose their best pass rusher, the linebacker Joseph Asai, leading tackler Jawan Mitchell. Um, both of those losses definitely hurt. Um, so Texas now is really going to rely on a bevy of transfers, particularly at linebacker. He's gonna, They're going to need them to mesh, get some pressure along with the front, um, they got, they do have good pieces up front, Keandre Coburn at nose tackle, um, maybe Jacoby Jones on the outside. And then, but in particular, the, the secondary, it shuffled a bunch last season. They need stability there. The, the core starters are there from the bowl game, but that back end needs consistency and they can't continue to give up big chunks. If they really want to be able to compete and win the big 12, this is their, their, what needs to take a leap is that pass defense. With you on that. All right, let's move on to uh, my first X factor, which is the TCU passing game. Uh, and in particular, really just the wide receiver group. You know, I feel pretty comfortable about TCU's defense. Should be a good, really good group. Um, I also feel pretty good about their running game this year. They have a couple quality backs, Zach Evans, Kendra Miller. Not worried about that group at all. Um, and Max Duggan, I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. I think he was really good when holding him back a little bit, at least, is the wide receivers. Uh, there. So if they can find a p- consistent passing game, I think they're a legit contender in that conference. Now, the guy I'm looking at is Quinton Johnston. Uh, he's a big target, big time recruit. He was played really well uh, towards the end of last year as a true frosh finished with over 100 yards in the final two games, each of those two games. 
Um, and he, of course, he was a big play threat, averaged over 22 yards per catch. So if he takes that next step and they got some other guys like Tate Barber, um, I think they're going to have a pretty good attack and could have a better offense than people think. Yeah, I agree with you. And hopefully Duggan as a passer can, you know, he took a step last year. So yeah. hopefully he can do it again. Um, yep. I, I think he at least will take a small step forward, certainly with yeah all the, the talent you mentioned there. Uh, my next X factor is... Baylor offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes coming in from BYU. And yes, of course, BYU is is pretty unlikely to make it to the Big 12 championship. Baylor. Or Baylor. What Baylor, did I say? Yes. BYU is BYU, very unlikely. But, oh, BYU. Yeah, BYU. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing right now, BYU I, is not going to be Are they adding? Are, you, are they adding? Because I owe hey, you in Texas. With everything that's what? going on, who knows, man? <laughs> Uh, but no, Baylor, of course, is yeah. a little bit more likely than BYU, but still <laughs> unlikely to make the Big 12 title. But I think they could easily play spoiler. Uh, yes. uh, you know, yep. with, They get a lot of those teams that are trying to make the Big 12 title at home. So, And the reason is, defensively, they should be actually pretty good. They get 10 starters yep. back from what wasn't a bad defense last year, and they add uh, LSU transfer at nose tackle Siaki Aika, who is just getting rave reviews. He's a beast uh, up front. Like he's like 350 pounds, something like that. So he's <laughs> what, guy. yeah, Dave Aranda has been looking for. So that means the question really is the offense. And it was terrible last year, but they bring in Jeff Grimes from Baylor, that independent ha, uh, ha, school ha, Baylor. Ha, ha. Um, and, you know, he did of course a great job with Zach Wilson there at BYU there's no proven quarterback on the roster, so we'll see what happens there. There's still a competition to be had. Offensive line was horrible last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, they brought in some transfers to to hopefully help that out, but I think it's going to be up to Jeff Grimes' scheme to really and just coaching yeah. ability to try and get something more out of this group. Sure. Yeah, I mean, to be a decent team, they don't have to have a great offense. They I think if that offense could just be a little bit better because the defense they got they got kind of the short end of the stick last year, to kind of make up for that terrible D and terrible offense and they did a good job mm-hmm. we should right. move on from this one we're all just misspeaking yeah. all right moving on to trey here huh <laughs> okay yeah so we've got the west virginia offense is my next x factor and the mountaineer offense hasn't quite clicked under neil brown uh the defense took a, a big step forward last year and really should be a major strength again this year so if the offense can turn the corner the mountaineers absolutely could be in the big 12 mix and at the very least play spoiler uh, Jared Dagey, he showed promise a couple years ago and thought it might lead to success last season, but that wasn't really the case. Uh, the offensive line has to play better. They gave up a lot of tackles for loss. Need to give time for Dagey because Dagey, he was efficient. He had 14 touchdowns, four picks, but he needs to be more aggressive and they need to stretch the field, get more big plays. Um, he's going to need someone besides Winston Wright to step up at receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton could build off a a decent 2020 campaign. Maybe Sam James can bounce back from a a down year. So if the passing game improves, then honestly, I think the sky's the limit for a guy like running back Letty Brown. He had over a thousand yards and really rejuvenated that running game last year. Also was big in the passing game, had 30 receptions. Uh, We, we showcased him in our big 12 offensive weapons episode. So overall, I think though the pieces are there for the offense to take a jump this year, but putting it all together is the question. Yep. Yep. I like that one. Diggy kind of, kind of lost a little bit of luster there towards the end of last year. I think they had to bring Kendall in even in a, towards the end to kind of maybe spark things up a little bit, but we shall see. Uh, all right. My number 
number two uh, X factor is Iowa State wide receiver Tariq Milton. Uh, you know, Milton, he's their big play guy. Uh, and he missed a decent amount of last year, but really the whole year he just wasn't completely healthy. And I think that's what really prevented Iowa State's offense from from being great. Iowa State's offense was good, but it wasn't great. Um, Milton's that guy that can take it to the next level. He had over 700 yards on over 20 yards per catch back in 2019. Uh, last year just barely had any stats because he just was not his normal self. So if you give if you give him uh, Iowa State a healthy Milton paired with Xavier Hutchinson receiver, Charlie Kohler, a tight end, a uh, good old line, great running game, Purdy's great, that offense is going to be really, really good. So yep. I think a lot is riding on Milton's shoulders. Yeah, we've seen when Brock Purdy has a deep threat that he can be, that can be an explosive offense. Um, I mean, his freshman year, I think, is is maybe the the highest yards yes. per uh, attempt he's had when they had um, Hakeem Butler, right? Hakeem Butler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my next X factor is the TCU offensive line. And, you know, Ryan, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit there with the passing game because that's true. I mean, (laughs) yeah, fair. But uh, I'll talk about the offensive line because that could, of course, help everything around it on the offense. And it it had kind of an up and down season last year, the O-line. They were unlucky with injuries and kind of had to shuffle things. But if they're going to become Big 12 championship level, then, you know, they've got the defense as you mentioned, the offense just needs to get better. And I think there's reason to think that the O-line could inf- improve. Three starters are back, and they added a really good uh, left tackle transfer from Memphis, Obina Eze. So if they improve, give Duggan more time, reduce that sack rate, which wasn't great last year for him, then I feel pretty good about TCU You know, making a run at the Big 12 title. Absolutely. All right, my final X factor is Kansas State's quarterback play. Now, I'm aware Kansas State probably won't be winning the Big 12 this year, but as we've seen in the past couple seasons, they've definitely had an impact on the the title race with some upset victories of their own. Uh, Their offense last year took a nosedive when Skylar Thompson went out with injury. They relied on freshman Will Howard and didn't have much success at all. They were towards the bottom of the country in scoring, only averaged 185 yards passing per game. Uh, But Thompson is back. Uh, he's one of two quarterbacks in K-State history to pass for 5,000 and rush for 1,000. So if he comes back to the level that he he was at, they have a chance to do some damage on offense. Uh, and the reason I say that is because with improved quarterback play, particularly in the passing game, that allows Deuce Vaughn to have another stellar season. Uh, and if you don't already know, Vaughn is was all Big 12, freshman All-American, led all true freshman in yards. So it's it's going to be imperative for wideouts Malik Knowles, Jabaston Taylor to be more effective in that passing game to keep the defense honest and not just key in on, on Vaughn. So I know K-State isn't a major threat, and I know their defense has been an issue, but I think better quarterback play can mask some of those other deficiencies that, the, that they have. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. My last... Uh... X factor is Oklahoma state quarterback, Spencer Sanders. And the time is now for good old <laughs> Spencer Sanders. Uh, he's yeah. going into his third season as the starter. He has a good defense to lean on. Can he take the next step? Uh, we all kind of thought that under Gundy and his system, it was only a matter of time until he was going to perform at a, you know, ty- all, all conference type of type of player, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, turnovers is an inconsistency. And his first two years have really been the same. Uh, and when I say the same, like literally 
because he's <laughs> completed 155 passes for on 247 attempts in both years. Uh, That's crazy. So pretty pretty weird stat, but uh, you know, so if he could just limit the turnovers and in- increase his yards per attempt a little bit more, just be a little more efficient, stop turning the ball over. A lot of ifs, but it doesn't. It won't take a huge leap for him to to lead Oklahoma State to a really good season because they got a good D. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how things have shifted at Oklahoma State to where you were hoping for the defense to pick up the slack. Now it's the opposite. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay, that'll do it for our nine X factors in the Big Ten, Big Twelve. Excuse me, um, <laughs> ten teams. So you can see why I'm confused. The Big Eight, right? Yeah, eventually. yeah, the Big wow. Eight. Yeah, well, well you back. tried to add BYU during me. It's just <laughs> crazy. Oh, it's just crazy. We got to get out of here. Um, let us know if there's any other X factors that we didn't mention, especially if you're a fan of a Big Twelve team. And tomorrow we will be back to rank the top five defenses in the Big Twelve. See you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.